It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Uh, Thought-provoking Thursday. That it is. Oh, my gosh, going through these headlines and everything that's going on. We've got a lot of great information for you, uh, both Hour 1 and Hour 2. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays and um, um yeah, our most recent essays that uh, as well. And email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's not compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. Force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or the World Economic Forum Davos Man Elite's idea that how we should live our lives, which is in misery, um, being cold and in misery and concerned about food. That's what they're in, in little apartment buildings, uh, riding around on trains and buses and bikes and your feet. And that's what they, their vision is for all of us. So that is under assault right now. Uh, or that, well, I guess we are fighting back on that, but we are under assault right now, Producer Steve. We and uh, many other countries in the world, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. That's why it's called the uh, globalist elites. And uh, thank you to, again to all of you who support us. Our America's Veterans Story show this Sunday, we are rebroadcasting a very important interview that we did with Vietnam veteran, Vietnam POW, Ted Gostas. He passed on uh, just recently, and we wanted to rebroadcast that in honor of him. And so you've got that ready to go, right? Right, Steve? Loaded it yesterday. It's, it's raring to go. That is 3 to 4 p.m. this Sunday. And then the way it works is uh, the, the next Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m., Charlie will rebroadcast that. He's got it in the schedule. Then the next Saturday, 10 to 11 p.m. So in one weekend, there's three different America's Veterans Stories shows that you can listen to. And it is a great honor to get to do those shows. Uh, last night was the uh, Colorado uh, GOP chair forum uh, over in Parker, and uh, I had the great honor to be the uh, moderator of it. It was um, sponsored by the Colorado Hispanic Republicans and the Parker Conservatives, and all six candidates were there, and uh, it, the good, hard questions. It's not at the ColoradoHispanicRepublicans.org website yet, but it will be posted, so we'll keep you uh, informed about that but it was very robust there were a lot of people that braved the cold and the snow to be there steve 
Now, to be clear, that was six people stepping forward, not necessarily the one who currently holds the position, right? Right. She is not running for re-election. So there's six people, and we've we've been we've had some of them on, and we will have all of them on uh, the show. Uh, but they um, and, and really a, a really great field of people that's that step forward that really just care about our state. So uh, good questions, and uh, you know, hats off to the Colorado Hispanic Republicans and Parker Conservatives for sponsoring that. And uh, again, it was a very good forum, and it is been recorded and we'll let you know where you can find that as soon as they get that posted okay okay uh, next thing let's get over here to the quote for the day and i've been choosing presidential quotes because it is president's week and uh, we've been talking about both lincoln and washington but ronald reagan and christy whaley well this is he is her favorite president and she always likes to mention he was born in february february 6th 1911. And Ronald Reagan died in 2004. He was the 40th president of the United States, noted for his conservative republicanism and his fervent anti-communism and his appealing personal style, characterized by a jaunty affability and folksy charm. The only movie actor ever to become president, he had a remarkable skill as an orator that earned him the title The Great Communicator, and his policies have been credited with contributing to the demise of Soviet communism. And he said this, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. And we are in, I think, really the third founding of America. Uh, The American idea is under assault from within. And not just uh, not just on the federal level, Steve, but on the, the local level, the county level, and the state level. And it's it's so interesting. I'm not even sure, Steve, that people that are pushing some of these policies realize how they are contributing in the big picture. I really think that that there are Democrats and Republicans that are like the Hatfields and McCoys. That was one of the questions regarding the the Republicans. But it's it's like the the Hatfields and McCoys they or you know rooting for your team no matter what your team is doing rooting for your team. And so I think that looking at some of this legislation, I don't know who writes some of it, but they find find some rep- representative or senator to carry the bill. And um, they, many times I'm not sure that all of them realize that they're chipping away at the Constitution, chipping away at the Bill of Rights. They may think that they're trying to keep their – some of them I think really do think that they will be keeping their communities safer if they don't let people uh, um, – uh, uh, shoot their firearms on their own land. That is one of the bills that, that we've talked about that is out there. Or, um, um, you know, the, the storage of guns. If the bad guy comes in your house and you've had to store your gun in a locked cabinet, you're not going to be able to protect yourself because the bad guy's already there. You can't get to your firearms. I think there are some that think they're actually keeping their community safer. But they need to take off the blinders and realize that they're not, (laughs) that actually they're making our communities less safe and making it more difficult for everyday people to protect themselves and their loved ones from the bad guys. And so some of these people, I think, are just naive. Some of them do know what the agenda is. 
but regardless whether they're naive or they're pu- pushing this agenda, we need to be electing people that will understand the American idea, understand why the Constitution is in place, and put a hard line in the sand and stand on, on principles. Uh, Steve? You call it blinders. I call it tunnel vision, but uh, the result is the same. And you have educated me just in this year alone, to, you know, early in this year. It's like we watch these bills come up in the bill of the day feature that we do. And it's like, all right, I need to know the, the origins or the motivation for this. And I've come to learn that the, the sponsors are not nec- they're, they're not the originators of it. They somebody brings it to them and then they run with it, carry the water, if you will. But right. uh, again, blinders or tunnel vision, whatever is they don't see the big picture and it's just driving me crazy. Uh, that's why we do this show is to help all of us get our brains around these issues. And it's going to be one by one that we reclaim this country as people need to understand what this, uh, this country is all about. So this next one, again, this is a long ball by radical activist progressives. And basically, let's just put it like this way. They are working to pack the court, if you will, except this is regarding county commissioners. It's House Bill 231180, and it is... um as, as Patty mentioned, this is not a state issue. This is the county's decisions to make for themselves. But because Douglas County has consistently had Republican county commissioners, this is a direct assault upon uh, Republican um, representation in Douglas County. And it says, concerning the modification of county commissioner elections in counties with populations of 70,000 or more, and in connection therewith requiring such counties to have five commissioners, at least three of whom are elected only by voters resident in the district from which the commissioner runs for election. So then the other two would be at large. And once again, this is not a state issue. This should be a county issue. And uh, again, picking winners and losers, I mean, if it's if, if they're really serious about it, why is it just the big counties? This is another... Another way for the radical activist Democrats to try to solidify their power around the um, metro counties. Uh, and again, that is uh, House Bill 2311 to 80, Producer Steve. Well, okay, you understand the mechanics of this, I guess. Well, you've been, you've been immersed in it longer than I, I guess. Although, as a, as a county citizen, I guess I should know this stuff. But my first guess when I first started reading that and I, it doesn't specifically mention Douglas, but Douglas is a good example because there's currently three, and they've been fighting amongst themselves for some time now. And it was suggested right from the get-go that maybe it's time for Douglas County to move up to uh, to five. My question is, what happens if you know we do this and all five still are Republican? Is that possible? Oh, it is possible. Okay. But with the demographics changing in uh, Douglas County. So just another couple of, of, of observations regarding Douglas County. We have seen through the Office of Economic Development businesses that are being brought into, for example, Lone Tree, you can see there's some of those very big businesses that have come in, uh, Schwab, Kiwit, um, but those don't bring in really any Lone Tree does not have a property tax. It's a sales tax only city. So building all those big buildings in those properties doesn't really directly uh, affect the revenues uh, for Lone Tree. 
So one has to ask, why are they bringing in all of these big businesses? And if you look at Ridgegate, the way they're developing that, that is the World Economic Forum's dream. Uh, with the uh, four to five story apartment buildings, uh, denser housing, uh, you know, the, all those businesses right in there together. It's very ugly if you, if you drive by. It's unlike the tech center that has tall buildings as well. It, it really is not very attractive. But then it's bringing in people from some of these states like California that have been voting Democrat all these years. So it's changed the demographics of Douglas County already. And then you see all of these, quote unquote, subsidized affordable housing um, units that are coming in. That's also changing the demographics. And so Douglas County is changing. And that's a strategy. And I need to go back to the economic dollars. So the governor... Uh, um, uh, appoints who's in charge of the economic development office. So strategically, I think they've been using our tax dollars to pick winners and losers, but also to change the demographics and voting of uh, a, a county such as Douglas County. And you can see that happening in these elections. Then the fact that the three county commissioners like to fight with each other, just I, I, I really wish that they would you know, understand our principles and come together on that. And, um, and, and there's been some good votes, uh, by some of them, but there's been some other ones I've been very, very concerned about Steve, but, but does that help a little it, bit? So this is just plays into this big picture that's been playing out for quite some time for Douglas County. Well, it, it does. I knew you would have a good explanation and that's about as best as we're going to get. And as far as those three commissioners what gets me the most is the way they can't seem to get along and did they even have the audacity to investigate one or the other and then put the bill you know sent the bill to the taxpayers for the investigation i mean it's it's just oh my. makes you want to yeah. throw up yeah i yeah i i just um it's unfortunate and and what happens then is it it easily is for the radical activist democrats to capitalize upon that and that's what you see with this house bill 1180 hey i got so one it's very very unfortunate before yeah. you i know we're out of time but before you go to break this is you know you gotta you know be encouraged that on the national scene there's a, a 17 bill energy package that was uh, unveiled yesterday by our own lauren bobert but within the the grand package, there uh, the, you got to admire them for the at least their naming convention. The Unleashing American Energy Act is one of them, mm-hmm. and the other one, Stop Trying to Obsessively Vilify Energy Act. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Oh, good for her. Uh, hats off to her. I, I did. I need to mention just a few other things. First of all, Hooters Restaurants uh, is a great sponsor, bringing all this uh, the show to you and these other great sponsors I get to work with, and all of you who support us. And uh, it's cold outside today, but if you want to warm up for lunch, they have great lunch specials as well as happy hour specials. Fish and chips is delicious. I hear the uh, fish tacos are darn good as well. And uh, we got to be sponsors to, uh, and partners because of a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And so you can check that out at my website. Again, that's Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And then something very big is happening today, Steve. Uh, the um, Let me get to it. The 15th an annual climate conference that is being sponsored by the Heartland Institute is beginning today in Orlando. And uh, the uh, documentary that... 
uh, Walt Johnson has put together, I am the moderator in that, uh, is uh, going to be debuted today. And once that happens, then we are off to the races on getting it distributed and so that you can see it. Uh, and so today that is happening. So something very big. And again, that is a climate conversation. And it is, um, people say it is an excellent uh, documentary. So that happens today, Steve. What you say this morning when we first did the pre-call? Uh, you know, we noted how chilly it was, and you. What, what did you ask me? Yeah, a couple of things. I do need Glo- to mention that <laughs> global warming. You said ah, there's a new phrase for this now. Right, mm. and so it was what like negative seven today. Yes. yes. Uh, there in two of the headlines: winter storm update. These cities are expected to get, get hit the hardest. And then also, uh, Los Angeles is uh, expecting, let me see here, um, a blizzard warning for Southern California. And so that's why they changed it from global warming to um, climate change. But this is called weather. The climate does change. Uh, but quite frankly, they have been, are using this to to decimate our economy. And that's why this conference down in Orlando is so important. Uh, but the show does come to you because of great sponsors. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team understands there are unknowns that can keep you up at night. That is why Roger Mangan can also help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment like a good neighbor. Roger Mangan's insurance team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. When they're running down a country man. Oh, 
Well, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice uh, searching for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, forces versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And I wanted to just mention here, this is a, a headline from CPR. Uh, it says, Colorado is getting billions in infrastructure dollars, so why haven't the potholes been fixed yet? And I'll tell you, I'll be, I have been on several uh, different streets recently, and uh, I, I thought my car was going to disappear. And so I wonder where all that money's going. I'll bet you that a lot of that's going to uh, this uh, Davos man's um, agenda to try to get you on into trains and buses and bikes and on your feet. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I bet that's where that's going. But I want to talk with Lisa Frizzell, and she is uh, one of our Colorado House representatives. She is representative of, uh, let's see, it is House District 45. And uh, welcome, Lisa Frizzell. Good morning. How are you, Kim? Hi. I'm well. It's cold out there. What, how about that global warming, Lisa? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not. I'm not feeling it this morning. It's really <laughs> cold down here in Castle Rock this morning. I represent House District 25, which is uh, essentially the beautiful town of Castle Rock. Well, good. Good for you. And this uh, is this your rookie year? Is this your first yes. time? Yes, it is. I have uh, worked. For the good citizens of Douglas County is their assessor for the previous eight years, and this is a whole new world uh, driving up to the Capitol every day. It, it is. Uh, it's. Uh, I wa- am watching the legislation as the new president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, and with a lot of this stuff that's down there, it's like crazyville, Lisa. You're 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 preaching to the choir, Kim. It is <laughs> crazyville. Um, one of the I'm on a number of different committees, uh, being our, our small but mighty uh, minority group. Um, I have the opportunity to sit on uh, five committees, actually. And one of them is the Business Affairs Committee. And last week, we heard the Fair Work Week Employment Standards Bill, um, House Bill 23-1118. And um, that's probably one of the craziest bills that I've um, had cross over my desk anyway. Um, it's just bad for business. It's bad for the people of Colorado. But uh, we, we got to sit and listen to at least six hours of testimony. Well, and that's the one is called uh, predictive scheduling, I think. And it would really decimate mm-hmm. uh, small businesses. Um, uh, that uh, we had Susan Kochibar on recently. She's an entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater, and she said you, to have to put a schedule out two weeks in advance when if there's weather or something else, and she would still have to pay those employees. She said it'll put her out of business. Uh, we heard that a lot. It was it, it's interesting. The people, I think you could easily call this the the Starbucks and Union Bill because. Um, a lot of the testimony that we heard was from uh, very disappointed and upset Starbucks employees from Denver where they have unionized um, some of their their stores. And they were upset at the unintended consequences of their unionization, which was that they saw some of their um, work hours cut because of 
the, the union practices. And then the other side of it is larger unions, specifically like the meatpacking folks, who um, I, I, I found that testimony to be a little disingenuous, to tell you the truth, because they were complaining about their their work hours and the uncertainty around them, but they have a very formidable union that represents them. So I I wasn't really understanding where they were coming from. But what we really heard a lot from were um, our our local business owners, not, not not the national chain so much, but these are, you know, the Sam's number threes that, um, the, the folks who are now opening Casa Bonita, um, Los Dos Portrios, those, those families that have been in business for many, many years that would be significantly impacted by this bill, and in some cases put them out of business. This is an industry that is still bouncing back from COVID, and uh, they, they just, they're having a really hard time making ends meet as it is, and this right. is a a draconian measure that would would really put a lot of them out of business. Okay, Lisa, I didn't realize that this was uh, really coming from the union, so thanks for shedding light on that. And one of the things I'm learning is <clears throat> many times, many, many, many times, uh, these representatives or our representatives and senators don't write this legislation. This is not something that they campaigned on. But you may, like, for example, it's probably these unions shopped around and tried to find a um, representative or senator to carry the bill. And so many times these people don't even really know what's what's in it. And so when I, t- I talk about PBIs, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties, so the interested parties then can get a politician to carry the bill. And that was kind of eye-opening for me from a strategy standpoint, Lisa. That, I, I have seen that as well, um, and sometimes it's a, it's not a bad thing because the, this um, this legislation is coming from a good place, you know, concerned citizens, people who have gotten together. Um, I think you know, there, there's a number of examples out there, but this this particular bill and and, and several others like it that are really endorsed by um, whether it's the environmental lobby, we've seen a lot of bills come out of the environmental lobby, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, 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 and they, they have dictated policy in Colorado for a number of years. This is, this is along those same lines. That has been eye-opening to me as well. Um, being a newbie down at the Capitol, it's, it's fascinating to watch the interested parties. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about it, uh, and Lisa, it's, it's been over the years. I, I, I would say that conservatives, um, let me put it this way. Almost everybody except the radical activists have been busy with their lives, have trusted when they've gone and they've voted that the people that they put into office were representing us, we the people. But now that we've seen all the, of the effect of how the interested parties have had, had, had their finger on a lot of public policy here in Colorado, Lisa, I think Colorado is in trouble. I mean, you look at the crime. Downtown is so dirty. Um, the homelessness uh, industrial complex, there's so much money in homelessness that they'll never solve that problem. And so it's been very eye-opening to see how the interested parties have been so active while we've been 
trusting that that we have people that have been representing us and our American idea. It's it's all over the place down at the Capitol, Kim. It it is, I I think I use the term eye-opening. It it is because every time I sit in committee and listen to testimony, um, I, I tend to see some of the same faces over and over again. And I'll tell you, that jades the way I vote sometimes if I see these same people showing up to to um, testify for a bill. And mm-hmm. these are not citizens. These are organizations who, right. have, who have an interest, even though they, they claim to be nonpartisan, um, that, that is almost never the case. Right. There's an agenda. Now, I heard that there was some good news regarding this 1118 that uh, uh, that it's being rewritten or, or revisited. So where are we at on this? Because, again, this is very bad for uh, everyday hardworking Coloradans and their businesses. You're mentioning a number of places. I mean, I love going to eat at, at many of these restaurants. It would put some of you know my favorite restaurants out of business. I, I know, and um, it is being rewritten. Uh, the, after over six hours of testimony and, and going pretty late, putting these a lot of these folks, these business owners who really probably needed to be doing what? Working at their business. Right. Um, waiting to testify. Uh, the, bill, the, the bill sponsors... They knew going into this committee that they did not have the votes to pass this this big dud, and uh, they they had two votes on the committee, and that was all. And so they knew they didn't have the votes. They put everybody through this, and then at the end of testimony, they requested to have um, the opportunity to conduct additional stakeholding, as if they didn't have a clear enough picture. Um, where everybody sat after all of this testimony, they requested that the bill be laid over. And that means that it was just postponed so that they could have the opportunity to talk to some more people. Um, I don't know how many more people they have to talk to, but that's that's their story and they're sticking to it. So I'm not sure when it's going to come back, but it will be back. Um, my guess is they are going to be using this opportunity to um, coerce the the Democrats who were not for the bill on the committee uh, to vote vote for it. But I I'm not sure. I know that um, in talking to several of them, there's pretty much nothing that can be done to change their mind. But the Democrat caucus is um, oh, it's it, strong. It's, it's an interesting. It's, it's very very strong, and they are uh, very adept at at coercing their their members into uh, voting as they want. So we'll see how this goes. I don't believe it's going to be up for further testimony. It will be up for a vote. So, again, we'll see see what happens. But that was really disappointing to me because the chair uh, of the committee had the opportunity to say no. They didn't have to lay lay it over. We could have gone ahead and voted, uh, but she she agreed to go ahead and, and lay it over. So... That there's more to come on this bill. Hopefully, uh, everyone will stick to their guns, and it will uh, die in committee in the House. If not, there's always the opportunity to kill it in the Senate. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Lisa Frizzell, uh, Colorado House Representative, uh, and that is District uh, 45, correct? Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today, Kim, and letting me come on and and chat about this particular bill, and I'd love to come back and talk about anything else you might be interested in. Keep us in the loop on that, Lisa. Um, I really appreciate that. And again, that is Representative Lisa Frizzell. And we get to have these great conversations because of great sponsors such as Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our uh, website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, Thrilled to have on the line with me. Lori Gimmelstein, and she is the founder of Colorado Parents Advocacy Network, and she has been very busy. She has an event coming up, uh, two different stories in the Epic Times, which I think the Epic Times is really doing a, a, a really important job from a journalistic standpoint. Lori, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Let's talk about these uh, pieces that were in the uh, Epic Times. This is a big deal. The, and I guess let's back up just a little bit. Tell us about, I, I know about the uh, Colorado Parents Advocacy Network, but I bet uh, not all our listeners do. So explain that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network is a statewide organization. Um, we are focused on restoring a rigorous academic education for all of our kids across the state of Colorado. 
um, and really um, bringing uh, accountability and transparency uh, to the, to parents and to community stakeholders about what is happening uh, in our schools. And so uh, people can check us out at coloradoparents.org. Uh, we have great events coming up. Uh, we encourage everybody in the state, whether they're a parent, a grandparent, uh, just a community member who's you know, working and uh, learn, wants to learn more about how their tax dollars are being spent, please join us. Um, just go to coloradoparents.org to do that. Um, and following us on Twitter at CPAN Colorado um, is another great avenue to kind of follow the work that we're doing. So, Lori, how did you come to this point where you you are the founder, co-founder, clarify that for me, of uh, CPAN? Uh, yes, so co-founder of CPAN with Jennifer Gibbons. Um, we have a, a great board of directors, and we are um, also uh, co-founder of the Cherry Creek Parent Advocacy Network. And that's really where this all started. I'm a parent in the Cherry Creek School District. And two years ago, like every other parent across our nation, started to see some controversial curriculum infiltrating um, my children's studies and um, started to dig into that and, and really went along the route of looking at <clears throat> curriculum, um, starting to read a lot of school board policy and see what was happening. And, and what I came to find uh, during my research was that school board policy was being violated every day, very controversial issues um, being being taught in the schools. And so, you know, like many parents, uh, I started reaching out to my children's teachers and um, and then realized that I wasn't quite getting the answers that I was expecting. And so then going to the next level, which would be the principal of the school, and and and, and finally, you know, going to the board of directors and attending uh, board of education meetings and talking to district administration, all to come to find out that all of my concerns were just being routinely ignored and stamped down. And um, it became very frustrating. Um, and I just started talking to other parents uh, that lived in my neighborhood. Imagine, like, this is the time, this was all starting around when our communities were just so divided, you know, we were masked, we were dealing with uh, vaccine mandates, we had Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and uh, just all all of the divisive um, media that was dividing our community. It was a very difficult place to be, to question, like to be somebody that mm-hmm. wanted to object was a very difficult place to be in the last couple of years. And so through that and and, and through this um, attempt by the left to really smother our concerns in our objection with their rhetoric, you know, they're they're using rhetoric like you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, you're a militia leader. And, you know, they're tagging us with these terrible words that aren't true. It makes it uncomfortable for someone to stand up and object. But now we are organized. We are we have. We had our launch event for Colorado Parent Advocacy Network in November, which you were awarded a CPAN Champion Award for the work you're doing to bring truth uh, in the media. And um, we have now, our goal for 2023 is to have a grassroots parent stakeholder organization in all 178 public school districts in the state of Colorado. And we launched November 13th, and today is February 23rd, and we've already organized 38 uh, organizations in different school districts across the state, which is just wonderful. Um, and what that means is, you know, where we are a state that is collaborating, we're unifying, and 
it is just an incredible uh, to watch uh, people coming together for this cause to save our children's education and really to save our America. This is an assault on America and American oh. principles. It is. And Lori, to your credit, I had a listener that reached out that had talked with a colleague who the the colleague was very concerned about uh, some curriculum and something that was happening in uh, their school, I think it was a, a week of, uh, I think, pushing the LGBTQ agenda and very concerned about it, but um, didn't really know what to do. And so the listener reached out to me. I reached out to you and you said, we've got people in that school district. We will mobilize today. And, you, and you, I think you were able to help them. Yeah. So that was actually a listener uh, who um, the, it was the Black Lives Matter School Week of Action oh, curriculum okay. um, for Black. Like it, it, it kind of it gets inf- infiltrated into the into the curriculum during Black History Month, and um, that was Centennial Elementary School in Denver Public Schools. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, so we were able to get that out, get some information, uh, and that same curriculum uh, was pushed into Cherry Creek. Uh, school district last February, um, and we had 68 teachers and two principals forward us the curriculum. Um, now our, our teacher network has grown to over 125 educators in the Cherry Creek School District um, that you know are are speaking out and saying they don't they want to get back to educating our children. And um, you know, the what's happening is is the the teachers union is you know funding all of these people for our board of education. And um, and, in these when they fund a a teachers union candidate, that's very alarming. You know, you you never want to have a teachers union candidate sitting on the board of education because then we don't have checks and balances. And we like, for example, in Cherry Creek, we have a five member board, all of which are teachers union candidates. And they always agree with what the teachers union is pushing forward. And there's never a question on it. So when that Black Lives Matter School Week of Action got put in. Um, and then we, we stopped it in a few schools by bringing awareness to the community. We did a, a big um, a big campaign around that. Um, and we had a petition where we have over, I think, over 2,500 signatures on that petition now. Um, and uh, <clears throat> But what, what the thing is, is we just have to be very mindful of what's happening. And we are encouraging parents to learn more about alternative school choice options, um, getting your kids out of the government school. Um, one of our members for the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network is Task Force Freedom um, up in Larimer in Weld County. And um, they're doing an incredible uh, job at kind of organizing around, you know, getting our kids out of these, these government-run schools into safe learning environments where they can you know, grow and, and just be academically challenged and just fostering a, you know, good sense of resiliency and um, just it's, they're doing a great job. So I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kane and Dee Dee up at Task Force Freedom for their work on that campaign, which will shortly be um, you'll pay parents in, in Colorado will be able to go to coloradoparents.org. And uh, next week, we'll have live our school choice resources. So that way, you know, parent, it, it is an overwhelming concept. And we, we had to move our daughter into a charter school um, last year. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you're not sure how to do it. 
And so we're going to make that super easy for everybody. And, and that's thanks to our, one of our member groups, the, the Task Force Freedom. I'm going to mention Roots Medical because Roots Medical is another great sponsor of the show. And uh, we are an independent voice on an independent station, bringing truth and clarity to, to these issues. And thank you to Roots Medical for uh, being so instrumental in making that happen. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment Environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. We don't welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me one of the co-founders of the Colorado Parents Advocacy Network, and that is Lori Gimmelstein, as well as uh, her co-founder is Jen Gibbons. And we've had Jen Gibbons, and I've, I've done some podcasts with her as well. Uh, question. Uh, we, you, we mentioned Centennial Elementary in Denver where you were able to help, uh, that, uh, concerned people, uh, there. Um, but you mentioned it was a Black Lives Matter curriculum within Black History Month. What mm-hmm. about that curriculum was so concerning to you, Lori? Um, well, if anybody would like to see what that curriculum looks like, I encourage you to go to Cherry Creek Parents. Org. Um, we were able, um, we had several teachers that forwarded the curriculum to us last year. So it's Black Lives Matter School Week of Action. And what the very first thing that concerned us was that they were going to have our children in grades K through 12 pledge allegiance to the 13 principles of Black Lives Matter. 
So, um, it, which one of those includes dismantling the Western nuclear family. So you can see how that could be a pretty controversial subject for a lot of, a lot of families in America. Um, and then having kids um, be putting themselves into different groups based on things they can't change. They can't putting themselves into groups based on their, their skin color, their gender, uh, their their size, their body size, and really calling attention to these physical immutable characteristics that children can't change and really putting our children um, into uh, groups of victims and oppressors. And so, and, and to be quite honest, it is centered around this concept, this tenet of called whiteness. So, um, you know, basically what they're saying is that people who are white, people who have white skin, are oppressors, that we fundamentally have some um, advantage um, or privilege, that's the big word, um, over people with brown skin or black skin. And it's just wrong. And what's really fascinating um, is recently uh, at the November Board of Education meeting in Cherry Creek, uh, the the Office of Equity, Culture, and Community Engagement did this uh, presentation on equity in the district. And our, our Board of Education voted in equity teams for every school to, in, to ensure that teachers and principals are doing this work. You know, bringing, oh you know, making children have uncomfortable, courageous conversations about race where they see everything through a lens of race. Um, and one of the uh, one of the that uh, sounds kind of racist racist to me. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> instead it, of it's seeing... absolutely racist. It's and, yeah. and I just I cannot wait for the lawsuits for you know for for this to, to really start rolling out because this is racism. Um, and one of the directors of this Office of Equity, Culture, and Community Engagement said that they hosted this leadership program, which was incredible. It was a leadership program uh, up in North Aurora for. Students of color who had, you know, had issues with getting in trouble and they met Monday through Friday, eight to four or something. And and it was a great program. And um, he said, once we taught them leadership principles, these these children started doing so much better. And what's hilarious is those leadership principles. He actually defined them as things like, you know, being sensitive to time and being on time and working hard. So those in that arena, it's called a leadership principle. In the arena around whiteness, those are characteristics of white people most of the time that should be interrupted. Well, and, and so, as you're talking about this, first of all, while they're taking time out of the curriculum to do this, these kids are falling behind. They're not learning to read, write, and do arithmetic. So they're not getting the exactly. tools to be successful. And then mm-hmm. it's a self um, prophecy there, uh, a self fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy. If you don't uh, teach kids, A, that they are precious as individuals, they're each unique instead of part of a group. And if you don't give them the tools, teach them tools, read, write, and do arithmetic. If you don't teach them the responsible things, about being on time and how to work hard and do well you are going to be a victim you're not going to do well <laughs> if that's what right. you're being taught right we expect the schools to teach the fundamentals of reading writing and math um, and we don't expect to have our children's moral values corrupted at school and that is exactly what's happening they're corrupting our children's moral values and their basic education is failing in the state of colorado more than half of our children 
in areas like Denver, we're looking at 70% don't meet basic grade level expectations. And, you know, we are really fortunate. We're getting a lot of national attention um, on the work that we're doing in the state of Colorado. We're getting a lot of really fantastic support. So uh, Epic Times, they did a, a couple of articles uh, last week. Um, one was written by um, Andy Newman uh, after scandal. Uh, this is up in the Pooter School District. Um, the school was bringing in a self-proclaimed witch to address LGBT issues after school hours. And um, it, it's just a phenomenal article. So it's called After Scandal, Schools Use Witch to Address LGBT Issues. And then we were also very fortunate uh, to have the opportunity to work with Daniel Berger, who is a journalist. And uh, he, he wrote an article about um, our group organizing for parental rights and opposing a recent bill that was proposed by Representative Michelson Janae and Senator Cutter um, on a student mental health assessment, um, which is very controversial um, and, and very alarming. We're, we're spending a lot of time on mental health. Um, and, and I would say while the intention maybe came from a good place, we're seeing a lot of harm come out of right. out of all of this effort with mental health. And we're just seeing plummeting academics um, continue. And um, so th- these articles were, were really fantastic. We, we've had a lot of views. We've had a lot of people read these articles and then join us at ColoradoParents.org and, and starting. We, we're really wanting to grow our Twitter account. So if I could get every listener a call to action today, um, just go to Twitter. Even if just I know it's the worst for, for a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. to have to be on social media, but we need to have a social media presence. And so if you can follow us at CPAN, C-P-A-N, at CPAN Colorado, that would be really helpful. Well, and uh, just quickly, this mental health bill, uh, and you mentioned that maybe it had good intentions, but this is not the school district's um, purveyance. This is not government. They shouldn't be in this uh, mental health assessment of our children because this could play Absolutely. out very, um, very dangerously, I think. And so which uh, yeah, which bill this, do you have? What bill number is that? I can't remember right off the head. So bat. this you, is House Bill 23 um, and it was put forth to the Public and Behavioral Health and Human Services Committee. And you make a really, really good point, right? So we at CPAN were very concerned about this erosion of the child-parent relationship. And this bill further pushes to erode that relationship. It drives a wedge between children and their parents. And what this bill proposes is that a third-party provider chosen by the government and our school officials, not the parents, will be given access to our kids' personal information about their mental health status. And that's very undermining of the trust between parents and their kids. And so we as parents, uh, we have a fundamental right and responsibility to make decisions concerning the care, custody, and control of our children. And this is law, and it's, it's long presumed that parents act in the best interest of their children. And what this bill does is it puts a government provider uh, with our child as young as 12. This is uh, 6th through 12th grade. So a lot of children entering 6th grade or 11, turning 12 or 12. So this is all kids essentially in 6th grade. And what is super alarming is as a parent, you could opt them out of this assessment, but your 12-year-old can opt back in 
without um, your permission. And, and just think and about twelve year olds and, and peer pressure to do that. Uh, Lori, we've got a minute left. You've got a, you've got an event coming up. We do, and I want everybody to come in the state of Colorado. Um, it's a power to the parents event. Um, with uh, Freedom Works, Parents Know Best, we're co-hosting this event. Uh, Tamara Farah is the event host. Uh, she is uh, the senior advisor for strategic partnerships with Freedom Works. You're going to get to learn uh, all about what your legal rights are. We have a wonderful parent panel that I'll be moderating um, with Aaron and Jonathan Lee and Brecken and BJ Jones about the harm that's happened uh, in their, their family's experiences. Um, and it's just critical advice for parents. We really want you to sign up. Uh, the event is on Eventbrite um, on our website. If you go to coloradoparents.org, click on events, and just click on Power to the Parents, and you'll see uh, register online. And you just click on that link and get registered. Tickets are complimentary. Uh, we would love to see it. So many people there. It's, it's time together that we restore the parents' voice and education. Lori Gimmelstein, Jen Gibbons, and Colorado Parents Advocacy Network, I so appreciate you standing for our children. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And God bless you also. And my quote for the end of the show is Ronald Reagan. He says, live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, and leave the rest to God. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucratic the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I work with, and that is producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Uh, in-depth thinking Thursday. <laughs> Very well done, Producer Steve. Very well done. Uh, before we get into uh, yeah, all uh, of this today. Like the, bro- yeah. the broken clock. It's right two times a day, and, <laughs> and I occasionally have a thought. 
<laughs> Very well done, Producer Steve. Our text line is 720-605-0647. That's 720-605-0647. And then Collins, of course, the last hour of this show as well. That number is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation, uh, the nonprofit that I just dearly love. Paula Sarles is the president of the foundation. She is a, v- um, excuse me, she is a Marine veteran and a Gold Star wife. And it's a very important place to her. And that is why she and her team are working diligently to raise the funds for this remodel. And my gosh, with everything that's going on in America, we need to stop and say thank you and reflect upon those that have been willing to give their lives or who have given their lives for our freedom. And a great way to honor them is to make a contribution at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And again, that Marine Memorial, it's, it's, you, many people drive by it and have, haven't really paid attention. And it's right out there at 6th and Colfax. And I'm sure that a more, uh, Memorial Day that Paula will be organizing, her and her team will be organizing an event there. So stay tuned for that. But again, the USMC Memorial Foundation. You know, um, you're a media yeah. professional. I know this. You don't, this just doesn't just happen. That's an awesome segue into the quote of the day when you talk about freedom. <laughs> Uh, it was actually, I can't take credit for it. It was by accident. Oh, but as no. you mentioned, a, a clock, what a, a clock is tw- uh, right twice a day or something, but, but I'll take it. Uh, but actually, I, you know what? I, I, I think these coincidences are, uh, somebody said that they're divine winks. And I really think that that's it. I think that the good Lord has, there's divine winks around our lives all the time and we don't even pay attention to it and many times it's coincidences but i think it's a divine wink uh, so we'll go to uh, ronald reagan and i chose ronald reagan because this is uh, president's day was on monday and we talked about george washington yesterday with scott powell it was uh, george washington's birthday lincoln was born on february 12th ronald reagan was born on uh, february 6th i wonder what year I can't remember when Donald Trump, because I had a Donald Trump quote. Do you remember uh, what month he was um, born? I do I not, remember. but I can find out in a hurry. Well, I, I let's do that. It would be just uh, very interesting if he was born in February. So check that out. But three of these great presidents, Ronald Reagan, uh, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln were all born in the month of February. Sorry, June and- 14th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk, as we'll talk about Ronald Reagan. He was our 40th president, uh, noted for his conservative republicanism. And conservative, what that means is, is conserving this American idea that is based on the vision of the Declaration that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so talking with Lori Gimmelstein in the, the first hour, and she was said that they have the Black Lives Matter curriculum at the Colorado Parent, I think it's Cherry Creek Parents Advocacy Network. And instead of teaching kids that each of them are unique, they're individual, they're valued, they are created in the image of the creator, and they have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Instead, that curriculum is putting kids as in groups, which that is, is Marxism to put people into groups instead of recognizing the great individuals that they are. But so conservative, that's what that means. It doesn't mean telling you what you, how you have to live your life. 
Uh, and what we now see, if, I just have to mention this. Don't you remember how conservative was was painted like the Mrs. Olson that wants to tell you how, how you have to live your life? Well, guess what? We found out that who's the real Mrs. Olson that wants to tell you how to live your life, what to put in your in your body. It's the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, Steve. <laughs> this always happens. I got to stop. You know, when the phone's ringing and I'm not expecting a call, I need to stop answering. But I thought, well, maybe it's your next guest and she's early. So I'm sorry. I, I missed that. that. That's okay. And I think I need to be careful as we're coming into these breaks to throw it over to you when I'm broadcasting from... Um, uh, remotely, so I just uh, so we'll we'll get those little glitches worked out. So I will continue on here, it's talking about being what conservative really means. That's conserving this American idea, and uh, so he was known for his conservative republicanism, which we are a constitutional republic, uh, where we democratically or we vote for our representatives, but we're a republic, and he has his fervent anti-communism, and he had a great appealing personal style, oh. and he said this freedom. Did you want to say something? Well, I'm glad you're going here because that term, we have been vilified so much that, you know, there's so many people out there ready to pound us and they don't have a clue what, you know, what, where the term comes from. So and that's why we and we talk about battle of language all the time, Steve. And that is why I really am working to uh, let's see. Hold on. It's CherryCreekParents.org. I just got this from Lori where she, where you can get that curriculum for um, Black Lives Matter. So CherryCreekParents.org. Check that out, and you can see how that is antithetical to this American idea. Uh, but again, this battle of language, we just acquiesced instead of explaining what conservatism really is. But you know what? One of the problems is, is I think a lot of people don't understand what it is, and that's why we do the show. Well, that so, and, and the fact that they love to redefine words, uh, and they catch you halfway through. You don't realize that they're Usage of a particular word is because, well, it's their definition, not the one you're, you're using. Right. Or symbols. Remember when rainbow was actually just uh, something with all the colors of the rainbow? And uh, we remembered that that was actually God's covenant with uh, mankind, that the world would never be destroyed by flood again, that that's what uh, the rainbow signified. And, uh, uh, and now it's been um, co-opted to mean something different. Uh, but anyway, th- I, we have to do a whole show on the battle of language. Actually, I'm thinking of, of guests. So anyway, let's dr- uh, run with Ronald Reagan. He got me going here, Steve. He said this. He said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We just didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. And we are in the fight for America right now. It is a battle of ideas. And uh, I think that that's uh, many times more difficult because sometimes it's difficult to figure out who the, um, who the enemy is. But it's becoming clearer and clearer. And uh, so uh, that's important. I did want to mention uh, that Lauren Boebert is going to be down at the uh, Heartland Institute's, uh, uh, let's see, it is the 15th annual climate conference and uh, she's going to be there she's going to be talking about those bills that you mentioned uh and uh, i love the names of those do you have those at your oh I, we've got it right here uh she has two 
proposals. One is the Unleashing American Energy Act. And I guess that's sponsored by Representative Jerry Carl. And then Stop Trying to Obsessively Vilify Energy Act. And uh, I guess there's some other sponsors on there, but Lauren Boebert is right in the, the thick of that and good for her. And I need to make it, make sure that you all know that the Republican consultant class here in Colorado, that they have been milking donors, they have been padding their pockets and losing elections, went after Lauren Boebert in this last election. And they ran a primary opponent against her, Don Corum, Senator Don Corum. Uh, she did prevail there. And then her Republican um, challenger, Don Corum, then he endorsed the Democrats. So when we have, uh, or the Democrat, when we have people talking about why, why is the Republican Party um, divided in Colorado? Is that not an excellent example of why? And that's why we're shedding light on all of these important issues. I get to do this because of great sponsors. And uh, one of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger knows that life can be challenging. It's the Mangan's team's mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. This is called service. You hooked me up with auto and renters. Props to my insurance mentor. You made it easy to cover my bed in a box and my extensive collection of clocks. You know, I find it kind of funny that you also saved me money. You've got that good neighbor charm. Give it up for State Farm. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That's why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Monson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, I get to work with a lot of great sponsors, and one of those sponsors is Roots Medical. Uh, getting to the root, R-O-O-T, getting to the root of your your health instead of just trying to treat symptoms. And Dr. Rachel Corbett is with Roots Medical, and uh, she's our featured guest in this second hour. Dr. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. How's that global warming working out for you, Dr. Rachel? <laughs> it's a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. negative seven right now. You know, isn't it interesting how it gets the coldest right after the sun comes up? I find that it's, it's just so interesting. So it was negative five a little bit ago, and now it's negative seven. But uh, yeah. last time you were on, 
we were talking about uh, this neuro-linguistic programming, this NLP, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I continue to look at headlines every day. There was one this morning. It says, a cardiologist warns more people in their 20s and 30s are showing up with heart attacks and heart disease. But there's people that just aren't having it. They're just not seeing it. Why? Yeah, there's several reasons why. And a lot of this is just how the brain works. And one of the things that I want to be very clear about, this is what is, has been going on since the beginning is psychological warfare. And understanding how the brain works is so important to defending yourself against this because it may be COVID now. In 10 years, it's going to be something else. In five years, it's going to be something else. In two years, it's going to be something else. And so you have to be able to know what how your brain works so that people cannot manipulate you by using these techniques. And as you know, I'm a part of PANDA, which is that international group. And one arm of that is the psych ops department, and they're all NLP or cognitive, cognitive behavioralists, and they, they really talk about this, and it's fascinating If you go on to Rumble and look up Patrick Fagan, Panda, P-A-N-D-A, and his last name is spelled F-A-G-A-N. Like in in Frank? Is it F F like in Frank? Okay. Yep. And he gives a fantastic talk about why people cannot see what is going on. And the, the deal is everybody does this. We are all guilty of it. We delete information, we distort information, and we generalize information all the time. That's just how we are. We're also very hardwired to want to be liked. Very important for us. We're social animals, and it's really important for us to fit in. It's also really important for us to be right. And We have a saying in NLP that some people would rather die than be wrong. So in Patrick's um, lecture that he gave uh, Panda, there was several things that he went through, and I'll go through some of those, so just let me know. But we'll start. Number one is willful blindness. This is where, this is the ostrich putting your head in the sand. People do not want to see what is going on. They just don't want to see it. And, and, and what, what, was, had, what was that again, Dr. Rachel? It was just what, blindness, right? Willful blindness. Like you're willfully not, you're willfully to be blind about it because it, it, and you literally, I mean, people literally cannot see it. They literally cannot see it. And we, all of us have been guilty of this. The second one, I think this is the one that a lot of NLP and cognitive behaviorals really concentrate on. And that's the cognitive dissonance. And that's where, when there's not alignment with your values, you have these, what they call thought stoppers. Meaning if someone says something that could potentially bring your house of cards down, then your brain tries to find ways to discredit them or dismiss them or delete them. And that's kind of where we get a lot of the conspiracy theorists kind of, you know, that's where that came from. That's what they are doing with that. And this is really important to understand. People ask me all the time, why are we vaccinating the children? And I'm like, this is the deal. If you do that, if you vaccinate your children, you will never see that you did harm to them. And so I, I personally thought that everybody would wake up when children started having heart attacks, 
when kids started having strokes. I thought that's when for sure the doctors would wake up or parents would wake up. And because of cognitive dissonance, this is where you they won't see it because they cannot believe that they would ever do anything to harm their children. And I also say, too, the other reason they wanted everybody vaccinated is to get rid of any control groups. So that's it. And so this also works with like you've heard a lot of like companies do the donuts, you know, like we'll give you a donut for the vaccine. Well, this is fascinating because if you take a donut for something that you didn't want to do, you will realign your values to to kind of say why you did something. And this is critical because these are all games that psychological games that they're playing to get you to do things. They call it nudging in England, which I think is a cute word. And they have this whole playbook on nudging on how they get you to do things. And it's fascinating. There's David, um, his name's really long, but he's a part of Panda. And he put a website together called reachingpeople.net. And he really goes through a lot of ways to bring people's house of cards down you can bring people's house of cards down if you find the right card to pull down and we always talk about you know mine was when the pharmacist you know sat down with me and explained ivermectin to me that's when my house of cards came down so does that all make sense to you it it does and i wanted to go back to you said regarding cognitive dissonance and there were thought stoppers and you said and this is where conspiracy theories would come in, but yet we're finding that many of those that were labeled as conspiracy theories were actually true. So explain that to me, Dr. Rachel. What what I meant was they are calling you a conspiracy theory because what you're saying is not in alignment with their values. So there so if I say my government is bad, which you know I I think there's great things about our government, but if I say my my government's bad, and you disagree with that, you will call me a conspiracy theory. To discredit me in your mind, to make sure that your values are in alignment. We work on our values being in alignment. That's We are motivated by our top five values in any area of life. So if you know what your top five values are, you know what motivates you. And it is, it is like imperative for you to do actions based. It's like it's unconscious. You do everything by your top five values in every area of life. And so when that does not make sense, you will discredit people and, and try to um, find ways to dismiss what they have to say or just flat out del- delete what they have to say because it doesn't fit into your, into your value system. So, Dr. Rachel, that's a portion of people, but yet there's, and my my good friend Karen said that this is her year of curiosity. And Mm -hmm. so if you are intellectually curious at all the great work that Dr. Jack's doing over at IPAC-EDU with all these different classes, that would be a way to fight back on this mind control yes oh absolutely and that's why you see like i think that's why some of the most hardcore scientists were the 
first to kind of wake up. Like the numbers people were the first to wake up. The physicists were the first to wake up because they have, they're not, they're not emotionally detached to things. I think like a lot of other people too. Like Panda was started by a private equity guy because private equity guys are numbers people. That's all they do is numbers. You know, Edward Dowd, who's in this fight, he's a private equity guy because they're all numbers. So there's all different. There's, um, there's about, you know, probably 10 different things. System justification, that's one where you can't imagine that the system we benefit from could be incorrect or immoral. And I think that's kind of where um, a lot of people are. Like, I think that's where my husband was. He couldn't, he could not believe that the government, the CDC or the FDA would do anything malicious because they've been doing good for so long. And his house of cards fell down because he loves Joe Rogan. And when Joe Rogan interviewed, um, you know, Peter McCullough and Robert Malone, that's when his house of cards fell down. And he's like, oh, I get it now because he didn't understand it before. There's, you know, conformity. We're terrified of being ostracized because, you know, 100,000 years ago, if we were ostracized from our tribe, that would have been death. We would have died. And Interesting. so, okay. you know, so that's where, you know, they really do. Another one is called in group. And that's as social animals, we reject things which conflict with the group. So this is where they do a lot of the social shaming, you know, do it for other people. This is not about you. This is about doing it for your community and your grandmother. And that's, that's in group mentality. That's social shaming. And that works for a lot of people because we're so innate in conformity because it, it, it is in our DNA to survive, right? Um, well, and the and other then, part of that, I, it, Dr. Rachel, to ask yeah. is not only there was the <clears throat> social cha- shaming, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> but then there was the virtue signaling on the people that were doing the social shaming. Say that again. There was the virtue signaling of those that were shaming others, which I found super frustrating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not talking about just it, 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 to me, it was almost like um, a more of a mass mentality when it came to a lot of these things. Right. Nobody was really thinking for themselves. They were thinking what the group was doing and they were following kind of this mass mentality. And I've never seen doctors so rude to patients who are unvaccinated ever, ever in my life until now. And that's because of all of this psychological stuff that's going on. And it's just amazing to me that you go into medicine because you care for people and yet you will start screaming and yelling at a patient because they didn't get vaccinated. It's just unbelievable to me what, or even worse, refuse to treat somebody. That's where I'm like, wow, this stuff is so strong. This stuff is so powerful that you can convince a person who took an oath to do no harm and refuse to treat somebody because they didn't get vaccinated. That's powerful, right? The tide, the tide is turning, isn't it, Dr. Rachel? Because there were, and, and let's just kind of keep that question out there because uh, 
there were many people that that did wake up or or realize that this something stinky was going on and, and I want to talk about that this is so fascinating uh, with dr. Rachel Corbett with roots medical and uh, this show comes to you because a lot of great sponsors and three points financial is another great uh, sponsor of ours uh, it's co-owned by Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org. ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Our call-in line for the last segment is 303-477-5600. Text line is 720-605-0647. Uh, the show comes to you because of all of the support that you give us, as well as these amazing sponsors. And one of those is Roots Medical. Dr. Rachel Corbett is with Roots Medical. And Dr. Rachel, there's so much I want to ask about this, but it's how, I mean, this is just pure evil to play mind games it, with people like is. this. This is a, Ah, okay. Comment on that. so unethical. When I um, did my first class of NLP, they actually had to sign a contract that we would not ever use this for anything that is uh, malignant. And I think it's really important. I think, you know, we all do it, even unrelated to NLP or cognitive psychology, we all do this in some way or form. It's not anything new to us. And most of the 
time it can be used for good. And I think what really, you know, one of the ones that I, where I kind of woke up early on or where I think a lot of the people in the psychology world woke up is the, you know, the terror management. And that's using, you know, the fear of death to, to motivate people. And that's just always a big, that's like a big no-no in this world. That is a big no-no because when you instill fear into people, they lose their capacity to think logically. Literally, that part of the brain closes down. And another thing that happens with terror management is that what happens as society is we get what's called a behavior immune system. And that means that our tribe or our group becomes more intolerant of other people. And we obviously saw that during all this kind of thing. So using fear in my mind was, to me, is one of the most, uh, it's, it's the most immoral thing that you can do when you're trying to manipulate people to do anything. Do, do you think that these people that were pushing this evil, and I'm, I'm thinking about, I mean, it, it was collusion, really, to, to make this happen. So, uh, so granted, uh, vaccine makers, because of an uh, act in Congress, unfortunately, Ronald Reagan signed it, um, gave vaccine makers uh, immunity, basically. And so it was off to the races regarding the um, uh, um, proposed vaccine, or I guess almost the forced vaccination of children. That uh, schedule expanded to a lot more vaccines. Of course, then that's money in the uh, pharmaceutical uh, company's pocket. And then you see this legislation. We were talking with uh, Representative Lisa Frizzell about legislation. Are there interested parties that are pushing legislation? Well, yes, there are. It took me a while to figure that out. But it's all a collusion that all this occurred. And do you think that they ever bet on this. Well, and I, I guess the other thing I wanted to mention is I think there's going to be all kinds of lawsuits of businesses that force their people to get these vaccines and these people are vaccine injured now or or have loved ones who've died. And I think that these businesses are going to be sued. I think that's going to happen, Dr. Rachel. What do you think? I actually believe that that is the way, you know, things are going to move forward. We've learned politically that we can't, um, we can't, we're doing, we're making a difference and those people in the political realm are making a difference. It's, it's slower than I think we thought we wanted. And our group, and I know, I know most of the other groups in Colorado are now looking at what we can do on a lawsuit level it's that's what seems to be winning in the rest of the country and i agree with you i think that going after private uh uh, uh companies is a way to go going after these big institutes that you know when i was terminated from my job and i worked at a very large institution i'm not going to say the name i literally got an email from them before they terminated me saying and it was a mass email that they sent to the entire um, staff saying that they needed a 100% vaccination rate so that they would get their fu- federal funding. And, oh. you know, so that's, you know, that's the thing with all of this is I think that there's always people when they're dealing with something like that, that they feel like the ends you know, justify the means, justify the end, meaning 
that hospital thought that uh, them getting a ton of money would do more good than forcing people to do the vaccine, right? And so, you know, I think of that plays a bigger role in this too, where the, they, they can justify the means because they think that that's going to be a, you know, th- that having that money is going to do more good for people than, you know, so they are going to allow their values to shift a little bit to have that happen. I think that happened a lot. And I agree with you. We, we had a great conversation with Brian, I believe his name is Faust, with the We the Patriots USA and their group that's probably been the most successful with, you know, handpicking cases and working with lawyers in the area. And we will probably, you know, figure out all of the groups to kind of figure out some lawsuits that we think will be most impactful moving forward. So on that, first of all, the federal funds that you're talking about and people compromise themselves for money. And that's obviously what happened here. But the Fed, the federal government offering out this money, offering out grants, having government offer grants, that is not the proper role of government. And the federal government should not be doing this. And so it's way, way, way out of its lane. And then if you get people in charge of all this money that have nefarious agendas and uh dr rachel i have to just i this just came across the the uh headlines a couple of days ago this is in the epic times it says birth rates plunge in heavily vaccinated countries and Mm -hmm. so so the federal government they said oh no no we're not forcing people to get the vaccination but yet they tie the money to this institution that you're mentioning that said they wanted 100 percent and so you lost your job because of that? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Was and that scary for had, you? You know what 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 you know what I think I think the thing that makes me the most sad is that people cannot see like they're willing to do something immoral to do something like listen nobody ever thinks that what they're doing is wrong right I, even if you're hitler he never thought he was doing anything was wrong that's that is what the problem is right and we've gotten to the point in our society that we have lost our base morals we have lost our base morals the majority of people will not stand up for this right you know i've had many many people come up to me and say you know thank goodness you're fighting this fight and i understand everybody you know listen the boards are coming at the doctors and if they stand up and talk the boards will come after them i'm basically retired so i don't really care at this point and it's just really sad to me that people have you know like it's they we've lost our, we, we've basically lost that gumption of what our founding fathers did right and it, they weren't about to lose their job they're hung if they didn't fight for this stuff right that's to me that's the thing that's sad about all of this well but they i think that the evil nefarious agenda here and and uh, one of our listeners said it was an experiment to see what the government could get away with that it was just a test and that i am very concerned about that but there were a lot of people that stood and said yes. 
something is stinky about this. And and do you think that the, the nefarious pushers of this agenda were surprised that so many people stood? Because to your point... They didn't want a control group. They didn't want to, to get down to, here we are. I mean, I, I open up my computer and it's unbelievable to me. Uh, Sharon Stone, Hollywood actress, her brother died of a heart attack. Hayden Pantier, or Pantier, I think it is, um, her little brother, 28 years old, was found dead. And it's unexplained causes. I cannot believe how many young people, middle-aged people I'm seeing are dying of heart attacks, famous people or, or ones that they love, or unexplained causes. We need to be asking the question of why on that, Dr. Rachel. 100%. And even, like, I know, you know, I, I think, you know, Peter McCullough said it best, you know, it's basically, you know, the vaccines until proven otherwise because this all started. It, you know, at, at the end of the day, we need to be true scientists and see what's going on and really try to understand why this is happening. Maybe it's not the vaccines. I'm pretty sure it is. And But we need to have an open mind and really tackle what is going on. Was it the combination of the vaccine and COVID? Was it the combination of, you know, like there, there's so many different scenarios and and pieces of the puzzle that we need to figure out and we need to have an open mind and we need to stop the willful blindness where we're just the ostrich putting our head in the sand and really figure out what is going on. And I think one of the things that one of the NLP people said at Panda, he said, I can't believe, honestly, that there are anybody who is still is is still standing up for this because of all the psychological stuff that was done, it's really, he said, I think it's amazing that people have stood up, right? Because it was such a, you know, a very planned psychological warfare and anybody who saw right through it, it's kind of a miracle, he said. It's really a miracle that anybody is standing up. And I also want to be clear to you because I, I understand why people don't stand up or do anything. And you know, I'm fortunate because I could lose my job. My, you know, I, my husband does very well and, and he's very supportive. And a lot of people don't have that. You know, a lot of people, their job right, is, right. you know, you know, and so I, I don't, I don't mean to blame other people. I just, I also think that this is so serious. We're talking about losing freedom of speech. We're talking about losing your ability to control what you put in your body. We're talking about such big issues that it is very critical that people participate in some way, whether it's how you vote or whether you send money to We the Patriots or you um, help all these organizations locally. And it's just some way, even if you're just giving money, anything to be involved with this, because it's so critical. Dr. Rachel, um, we have call-ins in the last uh, segment of the show. This is a text that came in from one of our listeners, and this is, is... This is kind of this evil coercion, if you will. It says, the question was, what laws are broken when a governor offers taxpayer money as an incentive to get the vax? Well, first thing, it's not, that's not the proper role of government. 
But how did we get to this point? Because we saw that with Jared Polis, that they were offering different incentives. Wasn't there you could get gift cards or a variety of things to get the vax? And using taxpayers' money to do that, there is something immoral about that. Your thoughts on that, Dr. Rachel? A hundred percent. Coercion is never okay. Coercion is never okay when it comes to dealing with people's health. I mean, can you imagine if a doctor said, hey, I'll give you a gift card for $5 if you have this surgery? I mean, that would be, you know, ridiculous in how people thought that that was okay and I think at one point, didn't he even offer a million dollars? Like, wasn't there a lottery? Yeah, that's right. Could, like, that's oh, right. my gosh. Like, that is so immoral. And the fact that people are okay with that, the fact that he got reelected is just mind-boggling to me. And, I, you know, I've been honest with you before, uh, Kim. I know your listeners are more, you know, on one side. I was very – I was – I would say that I was more on the left side before all of this happened. I mean, I was an independent voter and sometimes voted Republican, sometimes Democrat. I do not understand how people are okay with that. Like, if you're willing to coerce people to do something, what else are you willing to do? What, where yes. else are your morals in not in, you're not thinking about what's best for people. And, yeah, so I, I agree with you 100%. That is not the role of government. And right. that's, I think, one of the biggest things with Colorado healthcare providers is that government has no role in the, the decisions that, that they, they cannot intervene between the doctor-provider-patient relationship. That is a and, sacred relationship. Yeah. And, and I believe in public policy, and I believe that until now, public policy has done amazing things for people as the population, but intervening in that in that relationship is absolutely immoral. It, it is. It's way out of their lane. Dr. Rachel, uh, I'm so glad that you found your home at Roots Medical, and I am so pleased to have you as one of our partners. And you get to the root of people's health, and that is, um, it's rootsmedical.net, correct? That's the correct yes. uh, website? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Dr. Rachel, fascinating. It goes way too quickly. But again, that's Dr. Rachel Corbett. She is with Roots Medical, a great sponsor of the show. And of course, Matt Dark, who is with Roots Medical, has this great show Monday through Thursday, 9 to 10 on KLZ 560, uh, talking about these important issues as well. So Dr. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for all you do, Kim. Uh, right back at you, uh, most definitely. Uh, she is uh, definitely a treasure, and she's a warrior. And that is Dr. Rachel Corbett with uh, Roots Medical. Another great sponsor of the show is Lauren Levy. Uh, he was in studio earlier this week. He's an expert in the mortgage arena, keeps us informed about uh, the uh, what, what the Federal Reserve is up to as well as what's happening in the mortgage rate arena. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. 
Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Boots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, text line is 720-605-0647. I guess I say that too quickly. 720-605-0647. Uh, before we get into all of this, today is the anniversary of the raising of the flag at the Battle of Iwo Jima. And uh, the Battle of Iwo Jima was late in World War II. And, um, you know, we, we it's just it's just amazing. And this Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m. will be the rebroadcast of um, World War II veteran uh, Charles Cram. And he was a Navy medic uh, or a, a corpsman at Iwo Jima. And so you can get that uh, interview this Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m., and he was there. He talks about the raising of the flag. I actually interviewed Jack Thurman, who was one of the guys that helped raise the flag. And I met him through uh, Cooper's Troopers, which is the group of Marines that, that meets up in uh, North Denver for lunch once a, a month. I have not been able to get up there the last few months. I hope to soon. But Charles, or, uh, Paula Sarles and her team, I met Paula there at, at Cooper's Troopers, and she is the one that's spearheading raising the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. Help them. It is so important to honor them. But today is the anniversary of raising the flag on Iwo Jima. It is a big deal. And so be sure and um, uh, remember that and go to USMC Memorial Foundation and uh, donate to help them raise the money for this remodel. We have Johnny in Denver on the line. Johnny, what's on your radar? Hmm. Yeah, when um, Marilyn Murray O'Hare and her 17-year-old son was able to get the the Bible out of the school systems, um, I think that led to a lot of like moral decay because, you know, it used to be like, you know, 
you, you can go to church on, on Sundays or whatever, but it, it just it was just nice to have that uh, being a part of the, the, the class classroom where they would start the day with either reading the scripture or or you know in my day was you know saying the pledge of allegiance in front of class, which I don't know if they even do that anymore. And then when Johnson said, "Well, ladies, um, we'll be your daddy and we'll give you money." And, and some women said, no, we'll be responsible. We'll, we'll get men that will marry us and we'll have children. And then the other women said, well, hey, many babies. I knew this one lady, she had six daughters by who knows how many different guys because more children, more babies. And now now the medical thing is, is I, I had them say to me, they wanted to come and do a, a home visit, and they said, but you have to wear your mask inside your house, and we'll give you a $75 coup, um, gift card if we let you, if, if we do this. And I said, no, uh, you, I'm not going to wear a mask in my house. You're going to have to come up with something different. And uh, they're, they're always throwing out money saying, we'll give you money if you do what we say, and some people Right. Right. And that's what, you know, and that's one of the the very interesting things about Donald Trump is that um, in the black community, uh, unemployment was at record lows in the um, uh, uh, unemployment was at record lows uh, for women. And so people being self-resilient and being able to be responsible for their lives, they're much more difficult to control. And uh, so you make an, a very important point, Johnny, regarding money and how they're trying to influence people to uh, to do what they want. And the money that they're using, they don't they don't have. It, it's either the taxpayers' mm-hmm. money or it's being borrowed from our next generations. Johnny, thank you. Um, and again, yeah. it, it defies reason. Wear a mask in my own home. You're coming in telling me to do that. But uh, so thank you. And we were talking about Donald Trump and uh, he was born on Flag Day on June 14th. Uh, so that's very appropriate that uh, that he was born on on Flag Day. Uh, let's see another. Oh, uh, this just came in. Iwo Jima lives matter. And they really do. Uh, these people that that gave their lives. And these were just kids that were on Iwo Jima that were fighting um fighting tyranny, fighting the Japanese who had, you know, bombed us. So, um, yeah, that, that is for sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, Donald Trump born on June 14th. Yes. Uh, got something from Eric. He is very, very concerned as I am about why was it that, uh, the developed countries like America, why was there so much pressure that was put on our country to vaccinate? And this is a question. And he said that China and the Russian or Iranian military were not forced to take the COVID-19 jab. I've, I've asked that question. I have not sourced that yet, but that is such an important question to have out there uh, regarding, uh, and I can, I can, I shouldn't guarantee because I have not sourced this, but I just really have a feeling that the Chinese are not um, putting woke ideology into their military, that they are probably actually training people to do uh, actual military actions, which should be very scary to all of us, uh, for sure. Back up, boy. Okay. Whose question was it, or why was there so much pressure put on 
this country for vaccinations? Yes. Yeah. Well, don't forget, we had three major manufacturers here, uh, Johnson Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. And not only were they churning it out for this country, they were also shipping it overseas as well. So lots of right. money involved. Right. Lots of money involved on it. Uh, and that, of course, is... But it wasn't just that. <clears throat> The product, we are seeing that there's been some very adverse effects on this. Hmm. And uh, my understanding, though, think about creativity and innovation. And I am sure that there are people that are working on ways to um, to, to try to, to um, stop some of the, the reactions to your body, to the COVID vaccine. But again, to, to think about the coercion, to think about, I, I had forgotten that about uh, that Jared Polis had actually, there'd been a lottery for, I think, I think it was like a million dollars. It's unbelievable what is happening, but that we're shedding light on this day by day and a little bit of light goes a long, long way. And so our quote for the end of the show, I went to Ronald Reagan and I love this. He says, live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, and then leave the rest to God. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.